Hello, Mr. Sparks. Hi, Mr. Kingsnorth. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thank you, mate. Let's talk about meeples. So, the time has come, friends, to discuss perhaps the most iconic game component, the meeple. And joining us today is probably the person who I think is maybe the embodiment of kindness and warmth in the board game industry. He's our friend. He's your friend, Ben Moy. Welcome, Ben. Thank you for having me, Chris. I feel so welcome here. (laughs) You are very, very welcome. And who better to discuss than you about these tiny, often wooden humanoids. I think that's kind of a basic outline of what meeples are, and we can go into the variations on that in a minute, but um, it's just so good to have you here. I'm going to hand over to Rob, um, who I think has some sort of challenge for us today. Mm, yeah, and, and it's a difficult one today, I've got to say, but it's so hard that I think I'll help you guys out with it partway. Um, so, Ben, you're the designer of Breakdancing Meeples, wildly successful meeple placement game. With some excellent music, might I say. But I do have a bit of feedback. I I feel like the music on the app could do with some more vocals. So today I'd like to sort of pose, put our rapping skills to the test and ask you both to just come up with a line for a rapper. So how we're going to do this, I think, Chris, you should take the main stage here. You're going to start us off. I'll go next. Ben, you're up after me. And then Chris, you see us out. Okay. That sounds okay to me. I'm just going to switch persona to Doctor After Hours, my MC <laughs> uh, persona. Just loading him up. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to take it slow. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make this too fast. Do we need a beat? Ben's doing it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> if you like games and making them for peoples, then dust off that box and pull out those meeples. Push and pull. You're dropping them. You're rolling them. Pick them back up. Oh no, I've lost it! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That's what I'm saying. I think you should uh, quit your day job, Chris. But Ben, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He was both doing the beatboxing and rapping and came up with lines. (laughs) We gotta re-record that, yeah. Let's start it back from the top. I mean, so, Ben, breakdancing meeples. I mean, I love, I love the intuitive use of meeples. It's not something I've really seen much before. I guess the closest thing I've seen is there's a game called Pass the Pigs, where you're sort of throwing these uh, pigs and they're kind of in certain positions. But I really like the time element of the game. Like, where did they come from? Like, what was the inspiration for it? Yeah, thank you so much, Rob. Uh, I was actually blind playtesting a friend of mine's prototype, and he had painted little eyeballs on his meeples as like a menacing presence, some kind of alien aboard a ship. And at the time, I think I had just kind of like thrown them around and trying to see if I could land them in different positions. And that's essentially, yeah, where the idea was born from. Uh, basically, because these tiny wooden uh, humanoids, much like myself, you know, there's something that, that called me to them and, and how they could be positioned uh, in certain ways. So that's essentially the core of the game. And the real-time element came after the first playtest when uh, really you were rolling these, these figures, uh, but only once on your turn. And more often than not, they would end up lying flat and not being usable for my intended purpose of them. And uh, once we sort of 
implemented or incorporated the real-time aspect that's when the game just kind of yeah came together and i i think the like i love the real-time aspect like ultimately that adds the pressure but also it gives you a reason to make a fancy app which is awesome and then ultimately have like great music playing with like prompts and all that stuff it kind of reminds me a bit of um uh kitten by alley cat games in the sense that you've got um you've got uh, cards that you're drawing and they have like a uh, an assemblance of cats that you're going to be stacking all these lovely custom little cat meeple and uh, and it's real time not based off a timer but based off if it's the first to complete uh like their their stack thing but i think that it adds a, a great amount of jeopardy and a bit of like and a bit of flow to the game you know a bit of salsa very nice yeah oh thank you yeah definitely right definitely right i think another game that uh, people have sort of uh connected it with is uh, Roll For It, which is essentially a dice rolling game. And so you're trying to match, yep, the different number of pips onto uh, designated areas on your cards. But uh, for me, yeah, I think the those meeples, yeah, it just really brings the theme to life a little bit and, and hopefully has a little bit of thematic elements uh, tied in with the mechanic itself. You know, being a dexterity-based game, people are actually like throwing themselves on the floor to be performing these actual breakdance moves in real life. So as a kind of nice allegory that way. And I think that um, besides dice... Meeples are sort of like the poster child of board games, I would say. And uh, what do you think it is about them that kind of makes them that way? I think it comes down, Chris, to just being able to, yeah, relate. Um, You know, so many times, uh, even in in modern media, when there's a a human figure that we can kind of connect with, uh, that just makes things a lot more uh, inviting, I suppose. And for me, the first Meeple that I ever saw was from Carcassonne. I think like that's really where it stems from. And nowadays, yeah, in modern board games, there are custom meeples of all shapes and sizes, all colors and whatnot as well, which is really great for, again, further immersing your players into the game world that you may have. And also, uh, I'd say, yeah, taps into the collector in all of us too, where uh, now I want the dragon from Carcassonne and, and so on and so forth, the princess, etc. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, to the detriment of my of my wallet. But There is something about that, isn't there? And the kind of the, the that gotta catch them all kind of pokemon vibe like how many different types of meeple can we actually find and how many names can we come up with for them because actually people get really creative for their uh, meeple names don't they you get like i think um a game that i've got is uh, Keymaster games called campy creatures and they're called creeples because it's kind of <laughs> creepy game i thought that was quite tasty little use of it there rob have you got any favorite uh, uses of the epal suffix well i i actually have uh and this is sort of like a, a, a different area it is a standard meeple i will say that but it's it's presented in such a non-standard way where we were at the concord gaming convention and and i think that there was there was this uh this 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 lady the crafting jones and she made these meeple necklaces and i think that you're right like Ben, it is like this icon of of like board games. I wonder if it's just because it's quite unique, but there is something about it. You know, people have meeple tattoos. Like it's something so like dice. I think is obviously it is a gaming element, but like there is a bit of a there's a bit of a progression once you start getting to games that have like things like meeple. Like it feels so much more like hobby gamey. Uh, not not exclusively, but like and so there's this sort of love for the little meeple icons and all this sort of stuff. And Ben, I've got to ask. This is the key question. What color are you when you're playing games? Bright, bright yellow. Absolutely, 100%. Um, regarding the suffix, uh, Chris, there's a, a little group that we were both part of called the Board Game Design Lab community. And in there, uh, actually, I remember specifically, Emily had posted a sort of um, 
ton list to see yeah, what different types of meeples there were. Some of them that came up were keeples and animeeples and such and such, and uh, absolutely so much fun. But my favorite part, I think, about them too is that now that technology is caught up to the 21st century, is being able to infuse a little bit of extra personality within the meeples by printing on them as well. So now you can actually have, you know, facial features, kind of as my friend had painted the little uh, dots for eyes at, at the very first uh, to inspire uh, breakdancing meeples. That, was, that would be James. Yeah, thank you, James. Um, and uh, all sorts of, yeah, just new ways to uh, clothe them. I think there's the new AEG Kickstarter campaign that's all about meeples and, and monsters, I think is what it's called. Yep, and they have custom printing and everything like that. So it's just really fun to, yeah, be able to see yourself in them potentially. Um, and then also uh, commanding, yeah, little units that aren't just faceless uh, per se. I think it's quite interesting as well. There are also a tiny epic series, obviously, do item meeples where you can plug in little mini sort of like weapons and equipment into them and that feels really nice but there is like gameplay elements to being able to do that you know ultimately uh, being able if you print something on one side like there are a couple games nothing comes to my mind but there's there's a couple games where they actually the direction in which you're facing is important to the game and so having a front and a back of that component is something that is like very very useful it's, a, it's an extra tool within the sort of like mechanisms of a game and, and I really like that and I think that it just adds a lot and I think you're right like representation is, is a big element in it and, and and there's so many when you've got like these wacky characters on there's all like a dinosaur I'm, I'm looking at sort of uh like some of these like big jurassic park style games and you have like all these beautiful little meeples that you just want to collect and oh so nice colors it does add so much to a game like a 3d presence to it definitely definitely i think it's one of those things that when people start designing games and people listening to this who are kind of getting into it um as we often say on these component episodes try and think about the meeple not just as a meeple as a person um but how else can you use it so you don't have to just put it onto a map and of course that's a completely viable way of doing it but what else can you do like can you stand it on its edge can you chuck a load in a bag and draw them out instead of dice can you throw them around like in breakdancing meeples can you stack them all these kind of things and i think that's one of the keys with them is think how versatile they are as well as being representative of you know people they can be other things as well yeah and you know like any component in board games like there's so many different uses beyond the standard yeah as you say move moving people around though it is very nice when you've got hundreds of meeple on a big kickstarter board game but I have to say, the dancers have stopped dancing and the lights have started dimming, so it's time to stop prancing before the DJ stops spinning. I, I think that it's time, it's time. I had to make up for my terrible flow earlier, so I've been thinking about that all episode. <laughs> Spitting fire. Why couldn't you have brought those skills earlier on, Rob? <laughs> I needed to warm up. Says me with flawless rap skills evidently <laughs> but yeah we are at that time and it's been a whistle stop meeple tour but i've thoroughly enjoyed it and it's been great to have ben on the show and i'm definitely gonna ask ben back in the future because i think we've got so much other stuff we can talk about as long as ben's okay with that i haven't asked him yet but hopefully you know i'm not assuming too much that he'll return oh what is it they call it a uh, stockholm syndrome yeah the longer i've been here i think the the closer i've gotten with you both so <laughs> I, it would be my pleasure Yeah, so I'm going to say bye to you, Ben. Uh, where can we find you online? Where we, you know, where, where, where can people see your work? Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Rob. Uh, most notably, or most actively, I'm on Facebook as Ben Moy, uh, and also your friend Ben Moy. I'm a co-host of a podcast called the Unboxed Podcast with my uh, fellow hosts Denise and Danielle, and those would be yep, yeah, just about I think the main the main places to be for me. 
Amazing. I will put those links in the show notes for people who want to check out Ben Moy's fantastic work. And Chris, thank you so much. Goodbye. And I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. Thank you very much, MC Sparks. I'll see you at boardgamebud.com. Thank you for listening. And keep it real, meeples.